The Tilted Landshark Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server. The perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the Tilted Land Shark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland, and I'm, I'm here with Zach, babyface Avello, my other Uh-oh. host. He lost the mustache, which it's actually, gone. it makes me sad because I had, pull, I had pulled this sound clip specifically for him and his mustache. There goes Chester the molester again. <laughs> Well, you spoiled that for me. Uh, two more weeks. Give it two more weeks. It's coming back because I have uh, another tournament in two then, weeks that I'm th- sure the mustache will come back for. Then Black Beauty rides again in two weeks. It sounds like. Yeah, you could bring so, that sound drop back. So we had a we had a big weekend of AUDL action. Uh, we had a big weekend of club action uh, for for one yeah. Zach Babyface Avello. Uh, how was uh, how was the old tournament in Denver, man? First of all, Denver was phenomenal. Uh, dry air sucks. So if anyone's ever born and raised in the South, you learn to breathe humid air. The second you try to breathe that dry air, it's miserable. Um, fun. I don't believe, broke... I don't believe that exists. I've lived in Arkansas my entire life. I refuse to believe that dry heat is a real thing. It's dude. I'm, I'm that weird guy who prefers the humid heat. Um, but, um, <laughs> we broke seed, which is pretty cool. We came in fifth, finished fourth. We beat Goat in the quarters, which is pretty much the Toronto Rush. Added uh, Thomas Edmonds from Pittsburgh. Went to the semis and lost to Johnny Bravo, which is pretty much Colorado Summit. You know, they had Jay Fruit there, Matt Jackson, uh, Quinn Snyder was there. It was pretty dope. And then the Constellation lost to Condors, which is pretty much L.A. and San Diego. It's pretty cool to, like, have this podcast about the ADL, talk about all these players. And then I go to a club tournament, and uh, I played against your boy Marcel from L.A. How, how did Marcel represent himself? Uh, one of our guys injured him, ran straight into him, bruised his shin real bad. He was done for the rest of the game. So we're sorry about that. Take him off your fantasy team now. No, he's you, fine. He, he played the rest of the game. Look at the mask of my boy. You fucking but, uh, monsters. You fucking monsters. Uh, I, I had a... I think I wish you people week. good luck. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was pretty neat. Uh, but with every great tournament comes a great story that has nothing to ever do with Ultimate. That's right. Um, what, do you, what do you got for me? I'm excited to hear this. Yeah, so our tournament was in Aurora, not Denver. And we stayed at a hotel on uh, Colfax Avenue in Aurora. If you're familiar with Denver, you probably know where the story is going. So, Sunday night, um, me and my buddy, we're, it's pretty exhausted. We're laying in bed at the hotel, hanging out. We're all talking. And we just hear one, 
loud gunshot go off right outside the hotel. We're hearing rumors that there were gunshots going off. And uh, we had two friends. Of course, we're in Denver. There's a dispens- uh, dispensary right next to the hotel. They were pretty high. They wanted to get ice cream, go to the gas stations. Like, guys, I think we just heard a gunshot right outside the hotel. They didn't care. They go get ice cream. They get back, and there's about 10 cop cars outside of our hotel uh, lobby with a woman who got shot in the leg in our lobby just chilling there. Um, And they had to get questioned by the cops to see if they witnessed anything. So half of our club team had become witnesses to a shooting in Aurora on Colfax. The cop even told our guys, hey, next time you come to Denver, never stay on Colfax. This is not the kind of place you guys want to be. So, lesson learned. Colfax Avenue, Aurora. Aurora is pretty sketchy. Yeah. Uh, but Denver was beautiful. I, w- so, I yeah. would like like to sound shocked at this story. But the thing is, like, I feel like um, sketchy sketchy motel motels and uh, people being shot in the leg is really just kind of run of the mill for ultimate stories. <laughs> You know, if I had a dime for every time I had an ultimate story that ended with someone being shot in the leg and then teammates being questioned by authorities, I don't know. I run with a problematic crew of gangsters. I don't know what to tell yes. you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but hey, they, they talked about the guys I played with. They played on the same team a couple of years ago, and they talked about hotels they stayed at where people were just chilling in the uh, hallways, smoking cigarettes and talking like it's a dorm room. So, yeah, you're right. It, we stay at some of the sketchiest places. We're, we're a bunch of cheap kids, so. I, we, we stayed at one super sketchy place in Springfield, Missouri one time that was like, like, oh, yes, this is this is a meth motel where people come to uh, buy, sell, and imbibe methamphetamines. Yeah. And it doesn't have any hot water, um, probably because <sighs> they needed the hot water, I don't know, somehow in the meth-making process. But it was super sketch. It was super sketch. You know, it's the – the kind of motel that like it's one floor, everything opens to the street. Uh, there's yeah. always, there's always just a shirtless redneck and an old rusty kind of metal lawn chair um, smoking Dude. cigarettes. And w- who wants to be very friendly with everyone who just showed up. You're bound, <coughs> you're bound to have a good story at a hotel where the doors to the rooms are outside. Yeah. Right. There's no hallway or anything. It's just like one of those outdoor hotels. You're bound to have, a disgusting ratchet story to it oh yeah pretty much pretty much speaking of disgusting ratchet stories let's talk week 11 of the audl i don't dude we I'm had getting, we had some I, ratchet yeah. games i'll tell you that uh, some I, close ratchet games i in in my history of of wagering on the audl this might have been the most heartbreaking uh game and uh uh, wager that I've, that I've placed uh yet and we will get to that because that was one of our grand marquee mm-hmm. games but let's mm-hmm. go ahead we'll, we'll kick it off uh we got our thursday night game uh from last week in the east we tweeted out our picks for this one uh we had ottawa uh taking on montreal ottawa the point and a half favorite uh total set at 42 and a half and ottawa the mustached outlaws get it done 23 20 over montreal yeah um it's Montreal's not good. Um, Thursday night ultimate was kind of weird. So I was watching this game live. We were watching it live while we were doing our podcast last week. And Montreal looked like they did not want to be there. 
They're kind of just throwing the disc away, kind of being way too nonchalant with it. Ottawa took advantage, kind of outbroke them a couple times, and that's what caused the win for Ottawa. They played a solid game offensively. And uh, Montreal, I wouldn't say auto-fade, but, man, they just fell apart from last year after I had them going third in the division. Um, This game kind of opened up. Crazy enough, Toronto could possibly make the playoffs. Um, Insane. Take that Thursday. Yeah, which is crazy for a team that had such a terrible start. So And has absolutely gotten shellacked. Shellacked by other teams in their division. Yeah, and because of Montreal losing, Toronto plays Philadelphia next week. And if Toronto beats Philly by five, Montreal loses D.C., Boston loses D.C., both are possible. If Philly loses to either New York or Ottawa, they're going to lose New York. Toronto can make the playoffs. All Toronto has to do, they have to win by five because of this point diff tiebreaker stuff. Right. So that's something to look out for. We're hearing like teams are fighting for playoff spots now at this point. Seasons are over or people are grinding for playoff spots. So it's going to be fun to handicap. Toronto has to win by five plus. So something we got to take into account for next weekend. All right, here we go. Next we had Boston heading to New York. It was a big number. It was seven and a half. New York was favored. Uh, total, uh, way too small of a number. That was set at 42 and a half. New York gets the win, yeah. 32, 18, four points away from doubling up Boston. Uh, you know, it's gotten to where New York – uh, is doing what you would expect New York to do, which is winning, yes, but winning by gigantic margins. Yeah, um, I think I waited for this number to climb to like minus eight in New York's favor. Uh, Boston was out with was without Sadok, um, Cole Davis, Brandon, Orion Cable, which is like their three headed beasts, and so they stood no shot. They looked good in the first quarter. They definitely look good, um, but that minus seven and a half was never really a sweat. You knew New York was going to blow them out. Boston couldn't maintain what they were doing. Um, nice. Yeah, Babbitt, six goals. John Lithio, five assists, four goals, an old teammate of mine. Pretty cool to see that. But, yeah, New York, 14 blocks, nine turnovers, pretty efficient. There's a reason why they're the best team. All right, moving on. Uh, we A game that was heartbreaking in and of itself. We're talking Detroit. The mechanics with an X taking on Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh was the five and a half point favorite. Uh, total set at 41 and a half. Pittsburgh gets the dub 22 19, but son of a bitch. Detroit had the lead for a good portion of this game. Dude. We thought it might happen. Yeah. Uh, Detroit, that momentum died at the end of the first half. They thought they could coast in the first half and, uh, it died real fast on them. They were up 10-6. Pitt comes out on offense, holds, and then Pitt scores two straight, two straight breaks in the half. And Detroit couldn't score at the end of the half. Uh, and then Pitt comes out on defense in the second half. They break again, tie the game up, and it's kind of over from there. I mean, when I say Detroit and Pitt were tied, Detroit at that point has lost the game. Uh, yeah, that was their one shot, wasn't it? I don't, they're not going to win that again. That was their, their Eminem moment right there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's Against it. Madison, Minnesota, or Chicago. They had to pick the three toughest games to uh, end the season. So until next year, Detroit, you had a good run. It was a, it was a valiant try, Detroit. Uh, the bet the Detroit on the money line trend will continue into 2023. I, 
I won't stop. There's no reason for me to stop. Maybe uh, Chicago plays a bunch of uh, practice guys at the end of the season. Who knows? All right. Next, also in the Central, uh, the team that I have zero idea what to make of, uh, they were a a four-and-a-half-point dog. The Madison, uh, I guess they're the Radicals again, uh, taking on Minnesota. And Lord have mercy, Madison puts it together to get a three-point dub against the heavily favored Minnesota Windshield. Total set at 37-and-a-half. Oh, boy, did that go over. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, by two points, but still went over. Um, I just confounded. No yeah. idea. No idea. No idea what I, to think. No idea what to make of it. Uh, Madison's offense looked phenomenal. Minnesota had a season low eight blocks that game. Uh, Victor Luau from Madison. He had himself 457 throwing yards, three assists, only one turnover against a defense like that when you're the middle handler. Um, you know what a big game is uh where's he at? Where's he at? Sterling Nosh, eight goals. Um, which is I think gotta be a career high for him. He's been with Madison for a while, but I think that's gotta be a career high for him. Guy gets like two or three goals a game. So having eight was huge. Into the third quarter with the buzzer beater, which I think was like I don't think Minnesota had a shot after that. Sterling Nosh got it, his seventh goal of the game in that buzzer beater. It was at that point Minnesota I don't think was able to claw back. Yeah, plus six hundred dogs. It's I think we had a plus seven fifty dog earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, we had a plus seven fifty, but still this uh this continues the trend of of the year of the dog in the AUDL and the year uh-huh. of the big plus money dog. Remember at the beginning of the season we thought we were fortunate when we were getting like plus one fifties and stuff. Yeah. Uh, shit got real would be the f- way that Martin Lawrence would phrase it if they made another bad boys about the AUDL. <laughs> He just threw yeah. a hammer. Shit just got real. That's kind of how I see that going. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I sit here like, man, think of something funny to say. It's a podcast. You got to be funny, right? And I'm just, it's not coming to me, man. I'm sorry. It's all right. You had you had long travels. You played against uh, professionals in their field. You're you're bound yeah. to be exhausted. I understand. Still, uh, the pot, the pod sphere understands. Uh, so here we go. Moving on to the West. Uh, we had Salt Lake on the, on the back-to-back first leg taking on Seattle. Uh, Salt Lake was a six and a half point or sorry, a six point favorite total set at 43 and a half. And I don't know what was up with Salt Lake, but Seattle bowed its neck. Uh, Salt Lake still won, but it was a 25, 24 game. Pretty damn close. Yeah, Seattle at home. Uh, they got some players back, which I think helped. Manuel Elkert had his first game back with Seattle. He had eight assists, which is huge for them. Let me see here. Seattle is, what, five and five against the spread, but they're three and one at home. So they could play close games at home when teams have to travel to them. They're only two and three at home uh, straight up, but Manuel Elkert had a big game for Seattle. Uh, on the Salt Lake side, Jordan Kerr with 11 assists. He is now leading the league in assists. Uh, I don't – 11 assists in a game is just so much. I don't get how – you at some point, you're like, all right, he gets the disc, let's double, let's do something, let's figure yeah. something out to slow down Jordan Kerr. Let's find a way to get it done. A straight-up no-huck defense, something. Just, you know, keep him yeah. from throwing it deep because it seems – I mean, 
even then, like, if you look at the stat line for this game, it was pretty even across the board. I mean, Seattle had every shot to get this game won. Or, I mean, they were able to keep it close. They got broken, I think, halfway through the fourth, which gave Salt Lake that one goal lead, and they just went back and forth, and Seattle couldn't break them back to tie the game up. And so, yeah, tough loss for Seattle. That would have been a huge, another huge upset. We had a lot of close games this weekend, and this was definitely one of them. Um Am I going to be back on Seattle now? This is the Seattle that I saw earlier in the season where I was like, hey, they could start rolling. Yeah. It's late in the season. They won't make a playoff spot, but could they I at think least, I made hop. Yeah, get a couple dubs, roll into the next season, you know, you know, refresh, yeah. and that they can, you know, on a good note. Uh, so Salt Lake, they, they then head to Portland uh, the next uh, night to take on uh, – to take on the uh, the Nitro, and dear Lord, the wheels have fallen off in Portland. Uh, Salt Lake was a six-point favorite, uh, total set at 48.5. They end up doubling up Portland, uh, 28-14. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened to Portland. It's not like they don't have talent. It's just, I don't I don't know if they're, they're mentally checked out or if they just have issues with, with lineups and, and injuries or what the deal might be, Dude. but they, they're – they're done. Did their offense get figured out? So they started the season and they averaged, where's that? They they scored 29, they scored 23 against Colorado, and they scored 26. And every single game after that, they've gotten over 20 just once. Um, and again, they struggled against Salt Lake. So they, their offense has fallen apart. Uh, Landro Marks' numbers have gone down a little bit. He started the first four games with, I think, 22 goals. And the last five has only 12 goals. So his rookie of the year bid is kind of a uh, gonzo. But yeah, I, I mean, throw Portland on the lower tier of teams. Throw them in with Dallas and Tampa if you want. Honestly, I I've, I would throw them down there. I'd say Pitt is probably a better team than then. i say Montreal is a better team than Portland. Uh, you throw them in a round robin against Dallas and Tampa, that could be a pretty fun matchup. They just, they don't look good anymore they just look atrocious their defense is terrible and their offense has just stalled out now from that sunny outlook headed to the south we've got but atlanta their stadium their stadium is their stadium the is easily easily the easily. best stadium in the leandra marks in the in those pit viper shades you look good right. you look good all right moving on to the south we've got Two more non-marquee games before we hit our, our marquee game roundup. And we've got Atlanta heading to Dallas. First half of their back-to-back. They were a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They managed only to scrape out a 17-14 win uh, against uh, against Dallas. Yeah, I've watched this one at the airport, and oh, my God. Uh, I was flying out with someone on our team. He's on the Atlanta Hustle practice squad, and we were watching this game with him. And, I mean, he was speechless, but at the same time was like, I I can't doubt it. Atlanta on the road has been tough, and we'll talk more about that when they go against Austin. But Atlanta on the road, I don't know what it is. They didn't have Bobby Lay for this game. They didn't have Michael Fairley. Michael Fairley traveled, didn't dress for this game. Bobby Lay didn't even travel for this game. I think he flew in the next day to play against Austin. So they're a little shorthanded, but kudos to Dallas. They put up a fight. Yep. It was so I, I mocked Dallas this whole season because they have 
been – I mean, they still only put up 14, so their offense has been terrible. But, I mean, I've watched a point where the seven they put on was pretty solid. I mean, those are, yeah. some of those guys I remember playing against, and they were good. I think they lose depth after that. Um, but, yeah, Dallas – did he, were you able to watch this game at all towards the I end w- of it? I wasn't. I'll tell you what I'm kind of shocked by, though, and that's the fact that there doesn't seem to be a pre either. Either A, Atlanta can't score right now, or B, there doesn't seem to be any sort of uh, urgency with the amount of points that they're scoring, knowing that they, they can maybe get into some sort of like situation where they're where they're maybe in a tie break for a uh, for a playoff mm-hmm. spot, something something along those lines. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like like they're they either seem to be playing sort of like a disc control offense that, or they just can't convert. Um, I just don't think they convert. I think for some reason I'm still seeing different players on that offensive line for Atlanta, as in I don't think. They are fully – I don't think they had an identity all year long, I think was their issue. I think last year they had an identity. They had swagger. This year, no identity. One thing to note, though, at the end of that Dallas game is Dallas was up 13-12 and got a turnover on Atlanta and could have just held the disc and won but turned it over Atlanta scored. Also, controversial play. We had a clap spike – or a clap catch spike. I don't know if you've ever seen that in Ultimate before. Right. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's when you clap catch it, like a pancake catch, and then immediately drop it. It used to be like you could spike like that, but that's called a turnover now. Right. And so they called Atlanta on that. The guy, Max Thorne, catches in the end zone going up line, pretty much just claps his hand to stop rotation and lets go of the disc, and they called it a turnover. Dallas goes down and scores and ties it back up. Um you hear that, NFL fans? We we have Megatron issues here, too. Oh yeah, no, I that I literally tweeted. I tweeted out the Des Bryant one against the Packers, right? Where um, you put the ball down. Yeah, yeah. I tweeted that one out in response to what happened. I mean, that's just bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just hold it for a second longer, right? Yeah. You're you're up one or barely beating a winless Dallas team, and you you think that's cute and you want to do that? I just hold on to it a little longer. Right. I wasn't a fan of that. So, before we get into our Grand Marquee games, we got our last regular game of the week. And uh, this was uh, Tampa Bay heading to Carolina. Carolina, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Total set at 38-and-a-half. They get the dub, 22-11. It's what you would expect. I do kind of like Tampa Bay when they get these huge spreads, uh, but it wasn't – they just couldn't couldn't hold a candle to probably the best team in in the division. Yeah, I mean, both teams – so this game started on delay, and both teams started pretty darn slow. Uh, Tampa, 29 turnovers, 11 goals. That's not the ratios you're looking for, I don't think. I think uh, you want that kind of flip on the other end. Um, Yeah, and then uh, Carolina, again, didn't look good themselves, but Kuchihanis, Eric Taylor, Elijah Long, all three assisted piece, kind of a widespread effort. By Carolina. Rumor has it Tampa actually set a team goal this year to get more wins than Detroit. They wanted one more win than Detroit. So they got two shots against Dallas. Pretty much. Kind of a, a low standard to hit there. You're kind of putting the ball in the tee. So yep. if you whiff, that looks bad. All right, that is it. We've got three more games to wrap up, but we are going to take a quick break. 
before we do that also we're gonna have a some power rankings on the other side of this uh this yeah. wrap up a little, little fun little twist on the old power ranking come up with uh by old zach baby face of avello over here uh we'll be right back with more tilted land shark brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network we'll be back Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. And now, bet $500 on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Win Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-and-under game. It's super simple. First, for any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, baseball's going on right now. The number of hits in a baseball game. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome back to the Tilted Landshark Podcast. We've wrapped up almost all of the games from this uh, week 11 of action in the AUDL, but we've got three major ones. They were our grand marquee games uh, for the uh, for this week, and uh, let's just go ahead and talk about... Um, my heartbreaking loss when we talk about this game, Philadelphia and DC. DC was the three point favorite. DC gets a one point victory, and it was, Ouch. yeah. Um, let's see. Philly has every single chance to win this game, they have the disc late with a chance to put it away. They ended up turning it over. Uh, D- <laughs> DC puts an easy one into the end zone. It hits the guy in the hands. It just flops loose like a live mackerel trying to get away from him. And he manages to lay out and get like a pinky catch and stop rotation literally right before it touches mm-hmm. a blade of grass and is down to lose my plus 425 on the money line Philly bet. Um this loss hurt us all, did it not? Yeah, I, I had no skin. I didn't touch this game at all. Oh, I hit the over. Everyone hit the over on this. I hope you bet the over. But <clears throat> how are you doing? I mean, I was hurt. I didn't even have skin in the game here. I'm not okay. Um, oh, man. You know, I and I'm I realize that it's okay that I'm not okay right now. Uh, 
that was tough. That was really tough. Yeah. Especially when I saw the replay, I saw how close it was to being down. I thought that I'd gotten a reprieve there, and it just. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, we'll get back to gambling. First of all, I think the entire country was Philadelphia fans right there. I think everyone's cheering for Philadelphia right now. Right. Because they're the, like, they're the underdogs of the, the season, pretty much, them in Austin. Um, but, yeah, it, it – not hit a plus 425 because of that on a game where it seemed like DC was the easy play since they're at home. I don't want to keep drilling this in, <laughs> but you were two inches, one turnover or two inches away from catching that 425. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Hey, man. Is there anything we need to take away from this game? Uh, just sharp things in my shoelaces uh, after that one went <laughs> final. Um, uh, I think what you need to take away from this game is that it doesn't matter who Philly plays. Philly's going to battle. Uh, that's that's kind of what I've picked up on is is the Philadelphia. It's what you would expect a Philly team of, of any sport to be uh, mm-hmm. just scrappy. They are scrappy. They yeah. might not have the best players, but damn it, they they come out and they play hard every single time. And I've, I've become a pretty big fan of this Philly team, regardless of, of plus four, regardless of plus four twenty five on the money line. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, that's a team that going into next season, I'm going to have a very high opinion of, especially if I can, you know, depending on what kind of acquisitions they make. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Philadelphia's record right now. Let's go right here. They're four and five. All right, let's play a little over under. Okay. They're five losses. Over under by combined. Let's see here. Let me do some math before we do this. Over under six and a half goals total point diff on those five last losses. Under. Yeah. They've yeah. lost five games by a total of six goals. That's you insane. realize they're seven goals away from being 9-0. and they, yeah. they, they were New York's closest game. New York only beat them 17-15. Yeah. Um, it's, I, odds are that they probably end up on the outside looking in of the playoffs, and it's a shame. It's a shame because they're a really yeah. good team. This Toronto-Philly game, because I think Toronto is peaking right now too. So if we look at next week at Toronto-Philly, that could be interesting. If Philly does make it, I think we're all Philadelphia money line going into DC. I don't yep. think the, they have DC's back against the wall right now. Yeah. So I think, I mean, shoot, give us plus 500 uh, Philly I'll, money I'll, line. That'd be nice. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll double I'll, down. I might do that. In fact. All right. Moving on into the central, our other grand marquee game. Second of three, we had Chicago with a three and a half point favorite against the Indianapolis alley cats playing outdoors uh and chicago i mean just kind of walk in the park for them they get a 23 15 dub uh game hits the over that total or sorry goes under that was set at uh at uh 45 they only come up with 38 total um i mean it, it is chicago the team that's separating itself as the the a number one duke of new york in the uh in the central division because i mean you, we just had minnesota lose to the the inexplicable uh madison radicals mm-hmm um, dude, I I don't know. I I put Chicago in a tier with Carolina because Carolina hasn't impressed me too much. But 
Poor Indy. Um, yeah. Uh, Indy looks good first quarter. And then I think they realized at the end of the first quarter that they were playing outside and then kind of fell apart. I think they, what, scored six in the first and then nine for the rest of the game. Not a good look. But I will say what's worse than Indy losing this game, and we'll go back to the Madison-Minnesota game, is Madison beating Minnesota. So next week's game of Indy-Madison, yes, Indy has to win. Then they have to go to Minnesota the next weekend and beat Minnesota for yeah. a potential playoff spot. And then they don't have to beat Atlanta, but they still have to travel to Atlanta final week of the season. Right. Play Atlanta and then potentially get ready for the playoffs. They made it harder on themselves. They still control their own destiny winning the next two games, but they are going to have to climb a out of a giant hole. Um, they were missing a couple or probably one key player on the offensive end. In Chicago, I don't think that would be a too big of a difference maker. I think Chicago is in a tier of its own right now. I wouldn't say it's recency bias with Minnesota losing makes me think Chicago is probably the more stable team. Um, they were missing a couple of key players too, and they still look pretty phenomenal. Nate Goff is down in Birmingham right now for the World Games, which has been pretty fun to follow. Actually, if you guys are interested in some niche sports like ultimate go to uh, the world games, which is all the sports that don't make it to the Olympics. Yeah. They're playing them down in Birmingham right now. Um, ultimate dancing, wrestling, weightlifting is in there right now. I think so pretty dope back to ultimate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I it, Indy just made it real tough on themselves. Um, not because of this game, but mostly because of those one-point losses at home to Chicago and Madison. So this game wasn't as marquee as we thought since Madison beat Minnesota. Right, right. Now, a clutch just must-have game for Atlanta when they traveled to Austin, second half of their back-to-back. They were the one-and-a-half-point dog to Austin, total set at 41-and-a-half. And, And, uh, well, Atlanta covered – but they didn't. They didn't cover all the way. Uh, they didn't nope. get the get the the outright victory. Austin gets the win, eighteen to seventeen, and it looks like this. That's that's it for Atlanta. Uh, probably not going to see a postseason this year. Um, before I get into the game, how shitty is it that I bring up a great trend of this whole like uh, one and a half point dogs and winning or one and a half point favorites and just winning outright? by like two or more. Um, and then you get the outright winner at minus one and a half, but they can't cover. Right. The complete opposite of the trend. That's right. But I will say this. Lightning strikes twice in the same spot. We had Atlanta blow another 28-3 lead. Um, this time's the Atlanta hustle blowing a huge lead in the fourth quarter, getting now scored seven to two in the fourth. They had this game controlled. They held Austin to six points in the first half. Yep. Um, they looked dominant. This is the Atlanta team I thought I was going to see going into the playoffs when they play Carolina, actually put up a fight. And then Austin Soul changed the game plan in the fourth. They started doing rollers. They rolled their pulls out of bound to double. Um, Austin Taylor, not the Austin Soul, Austin Taylor for the hustle was the one picking up the disc. He's not a big guy. And for him to try to start the offense in a double with these huge guys on him made it really tough for Atlanta to get their offense going, and they just fell apart. 
Um, again, this goes in the idea of Atlanta on the road. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what the mindset is when they travel. Their coach was missing. She was in Birmingham coaching the world's game. So I, that could be a part of it. The adjustments weren't made in the fourth quarter to help them win it. I think maybe having coach Miranda there could have probably propelled them to hold on to the win maybe, but really shouldn't be any excuse. Kudos for Austin for an amazing comeback and, Pretty much, yeah, like you said, locking up that final playoff spot. All right, that is it. Those were our three Grand Marquis games. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it's power ranking time. We are going to be power ranking the top five teams in the AUDL who are under 500 against the spread. We will be right back with more Tilted Land Shark podcast brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Listen, folks, my coffee maker is it's not working right now. Do I feel like burning this house to the ground? I sure do. I need my coffee, and I think you need Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know when coffee tastes really perfect, Trade's real coffee experts personally taste test over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend for you. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com SGP, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online it's that simple you can use ip vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed i'm talking your computers tablets phones even devices like your fire stick when you're streaming media whether i'm at home or in public i don't go online anymore without using ip vanish ip vanish is offering an incredible 70 percent off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that's just like getting nine months for free IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. Welcome back to the Tilted Land Shark Podcast. Now it's time to rank some shit. Here we go. Zach came up with this. Actually, I really like this category that he came up with. It's the top five teams who are under 500 against the spread in the AEDL, which I think gave you eight teams to choose from. There are eight teams total who are who are below 500 against the spread. And we've put yep. together each a top five based on that. So, Zach, who you got with number yeah. five? Number five, I got the Montreal Royale by process of elimination and the other three teams just being bad at ultimate. So if I can make a top four and keep Montreal out, I would. But Montreal's number five just for the fact that the other three teams don't deserve to be in the list. 
I went with Portland. I don't oh. know. Yeah, I, they, they. I don't know. For some reason, I, I actually didn't even use Montreal. I think this might be just my my uh, prejudice against the Quebecois and the French language. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the only mm-hmm. thing that I have to explain it. But I, I thought maybe just because Portland played in a, in a tougher top to bottom division is why I gave them the gave them the slight nod at number five. Who who do you have at number four? Number four, I have Indy. Um, Indianapolis Alley Cats, they're four and five against the spread. I think they've been able to cover, I mean, covered against Detroit at home. I think they covered against Pitt at home. Um, but they're a team that's still in the hunt for the playoff spot. Uh, they're kind of fickle when they're outdoors. Their, their splits are crazy. If you said make a top five teams under 500 at home or under 500 spread at home, I would pick Indy at number one. But since they have to play outdoors too, I have them at number four. All right. So for number four, I, I went with Boston. I thought it's the the other issue of tough division in terms of that they've had to play New York a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they they have a very competitive you know division between Philadelphia, between Montreal, between Toronto, between Ottawa, between you know uh, DC. Uh, so mm-hmm. I added Boston out of the East as my number four. So good transition. I have Boston at number three in my uh, ATS top five. Um, they're two and eight against the spread, which is crazy to me that they're still in the playoff race. Um, that whole okay. So since we're talking about them, that whole division, Philly's at four and five, Boston, Montreal, and Toronto are at four and seven. So a lot can happen. I think Boston's put themselves in a good spot. Um, and yeah, they had a tough game against New York, but I think at full strength, they could potentially be a top three team and compete with Philadelphia in that third spot for the East. All right. My number three, actually, I had Indianapolis. I had Indianapolis number three. So, so my flip. Yeah, my three and four are your four and three. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you already talked about you know, the why with Indianapolis. So I'm, I'm going to skip over it. Let's move to number two. Who do you have? I think our two ones are going to be the same. So we'll Pro- see here. Probably. <laughs> so number two is uh, San Diego. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, tell so, tell well, them why we think this. Tell them why, because they're still a playoff team. Um, again, I'm upset. If San Diego and Atlanta played each other, I think Atlanta would win as disappointing as Atlanta has been I think Atlanta will win I get the size of division it's something you hear you guys you guys hear me talk about every week on how the structure of the playoffs are um but San Diego's a playoff team they're three and five against the spread they've couldn't they play close I mean their wins against teams that are less of them are always two three goal wins so they play close that's why they're three and five against the spread but they get the wins they get it done you put them against Colorado or Salt Lake, they'll struggle, but they're doing what they can to get to the playoffs. All right. And number one, you go ahead and tell them because I know we both have the same thing here. Yep. Dallas Legion. No. Uh, <laughs> we'll go. We'll drive three hours south. Austin, easily. Um, the shit out of Lux. The shit out of Lux. I think Austin probably may have put themselves top six top seven in the power rankings for the whole league after this weekend wouldn't disagree they're home warriors man they beat carolina and atlanta at home but they're only three and four against the spread 
Uh, I think that's in due of a tough road trip to Carolina. Well, they actually covered that Carolina game, but to Atlanta and then, you know, a couple of Dallas home games that they couldn't cover. Three and four against the spread, I mean, but they're like a top seven team in the league easily, so that's an easy number one for this power ranking. Yep, that is it. That is it. Our top five teams who are under 500 against the spread, they might be – over 500 when it comes to actual records, but you know what? That just means they're good teams. Not this is the, the non-great team top five power rankings. And I believe exactly. that's it. That is it uh-huh. for episode, what, 2022, 20, I believe, of the is that 22? Yes, it's 22. 22 in the can. The pod is legally drinking. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, episode 22 of the Tilted Landshark podcast. We appreciate you for, for giving us and man, we get down. We're getting down to the nitty and/or the gritty. Uh, yep. We've got week twelve. We will be back later this week to go ahead and set up this weekend's AUDL action. Uh, you know, as, as Zach said, it's the it's the playoff push. People need to score points. They they can point differential and tiebreakers. Yeah. So it should this be is- a lot of interesting things going on. Kind of like college sports. When they win, they have to run pretty. You know. You can't yep. just win a one-goal game and hope to win the tiebreaker, especially if you're in the East and you're like Toronto who has to win by five. So teams are going to push, and they're going to push hard to make sure they win big. So it'll be fun. Yep. So that is it for us on the Tilted Landshark Podcast. Saying goodbye for Zach Babyface Avello. I'm Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakline. And just remember, hammer or your nuts.